Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Hi everyone, my name is Heather. It's a new year, the holiday season is over, and most of us will be back into the swing of normal life. Talk for 12 is kicking off the year with a four-part series on discipleship. In our first episode today, we'll hear from Christine. She's going to help us look at what the Bible says about discipleship and get us thinking about what some of the joys and challenges might be as we each follow Jesus. In the rest of the series, we'll listen to some OEC women share their stories of following Jesus. Let's get into it. Over to you, Christine. I'm a bit of a tragic when it comes to New Year's resolutions. I love the idea of making a resolution, coming up with the perfect plan of execution and imagining how I'll be a happier or a healthier version of myself in a year's time. Yet I am also really terrible at keeping them. I always seem to lose momentum within a couple of weeks. When I try something new, it's so tempting just to skip it this once. And then before I know it, months have passed without a single thought about my resolution. But one year, I made a resolution to begin running. I downloaded a Couch to 5K app on my phone along with an upbeat playlist, and I even bought some fancy running shoes. Based on my track history, you'd have been right to guess all this would be gathering dust in just a few short months. Except as the weeks and months passed, I graduated from a slow shuffle to something resembling a jog, and then a whole 5Ks without stopping. And I eventually entered a 10K event at a running festival. Incredibly, I'd stuck at my goal long enough to see results, and it was so good. I felt pretty incredible. I bet you want to know what made the difference. More on that in just a bit. But wherever you sit when it comes to a New Year's resolution, I think it's safe to say that we love the idea of them. But we realise it can become overwhelming and even a bit discouraging to take those first few steps and really dive in. Recently, I came across an author who posted the following quote on Instagram as her New Year's resolution. She wrote this, This year, let us ask God to dissolve all our hopes, however good they may be, into a single hope, to know Christ and be found in him. May this be a year of desires radically transformed, a deeper, truer knowing of Christ as our all-sufficient one. And it really stuck with me, not because this is a new concept, but because of how important, yet also how tricky it is to do this. As a Christian, there's nothing more important than having a deeper and truer knowledge and love of Christ. I think it's safe to say that most of us want a radically transformed faith. We want to be more like Christ, but just like training for a 10k run, it takes time, effort and perseverance. So what does it mean to be a disciple or a follower of Jesus? In the New Testament, we see the 12 men called by Jesus leave everything and follow him. From Jesus' example as the original disciple maker, they ate together, traveled together, and they did ministry together. They spent so much time in close proximity doing life together so that they might be more like him, to speak like him, think like him, act like him. Ultimately, like those first disciples, we want to be more like Christ in every way. But has 2000 years changed much? What does discipleship look like for us now? John Piper puts it really simply for us. Discipleship is how we learn to think, feel, and act as a Christian. It's pretty all-encompassing, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, our everything. Being a disciple means following Jesus and just like those first disciples, except in our own context. Being a disciple means we listen to Jesus, we pray, 
and talk to him, we seek repentance when we stray from his ways and we draw others in to know Christ and follow him as well. Yet like our resolutions, sometimes we never really get out of first gear. We never really dig in and go deeper. We quickly glance over our Bible reading passage of the day just to tick a box rather than delving deeper and meditating on God's word. Our prayer life just consists of many little arrow prayers throughout the day rather than intentional relational prayer with God. And our repentance just becomes generalized and introspective rather than specific and gospel-minded. I've been through all of those seasons at different points. Some of them I still struggle with today. Yet like any goal, we need reminding that we can go deeper because God has given us every spiritual gift to enable us to persevere in the faith and run the full race as his followers and disciples, becoming more and more like Christ. Jesus shapes every aspect of our lives, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, for our whole life. Being a disciple means following Jesus, just like those first disciples, except in our own context, meaning the call to discipleship is actually a call to relationship, because we've been united with Christ, and now we are called to remain in him. In John 15, we hear Jesus speak of the vine and branches. He says this, Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. Right from the start, we were made for relationship with God. We know sin separates us from a right relationship with God, but by being in Jesus, we can relate to God through his perfect obedience and unity. Just as Jesus' disciples were called into relationship with him, listening to Jesus and learning from him, so are we. And through that relationship and by being a disciple, Jesus will enable us to produce fruit and therefore look and act more Christ-like. Thinking through this passage where Jesus reminds us, if you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. It feels to me like discipleship is the obvious outworking of this new relationship with God. If we pause for a moment and think about what a truly amazing thing God has brought about through his son, it can be so easy to think that surely this extraordinary new relationship with God can only be true for those who are called to live extraordinary Christian lives, like missionaries or preachers, that kind of thing. But the Bible reminds us that actually, All Christians are called to this, and it's found in the most ordinary parts of life that we are called to follow him. And because it's part of our ordinary lives, it's something that we are called to daily. So let's think about daily discipleship. What is it and what is it for? After spending three years of living, traveling, and ministering alongside him, Jesus gives his disciples a clear commission. He says, go therefore and make disciples teaching them to obey everything I have commanded of you. He asked them to take everything they've learnt and become in their time with him and use it not just to evangelise people, but to grow them as co-disciples who will live just as Jesus showed us to live. We're so clearly reminded that along with knowing Jesus and being in relationship with him, a clear mark of a disciple is the willingness to be obedient to God's commands. Yet I know myself well enough by now to know that that's a really tough thing for me to do on my own. Just like those countless years of failed resolutions, I'll keep failing to live out God's good ways. 
but that's no reason to throw my hands up in the air and just give up. Just like my toddler needs help and guidance to learn the right ways to do things, so do we need others who have journeyed this path before to help and encourage us know the right way to live in accordance with God's good ways. Just as Paul exhorts us to imitate him as he imitates Christ, you and I want to be imitating those who are striving to live lives shaped by the gospel for God's glory, so that together we might be growing more and more like Jesus daily. And Titus speaks of spiritually mature women guiding spiritually younger women how to live in the ways of the Lord. See, disciples don't just pop into being. Disciples make disciples. Time and time again, we see that one of God's tools for cultivating Christian maturity is the people of his church through gospel communities and the local church. But we can't be shaped by community without being in it, without that close proximity that relationship with one another forges. When we live life alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ, when we experience life's joys, when we express concern for others, when others console us, not in sympathy, but in empathy, when we know we are part of a chosen people, God's own possession, we can see God cultivating not only our love of his people, but a deeper and truer delight and joy in our unity with him. Daily discipleship in community is not just the path to obedience to God's ways. It's the route to a greater joy and delight in the one who created us for relationship with him and others. So back to that New Year's resolution to run. While I'd love to claim some amazing transformation in my self-discipline, the truth is that my friend had also recently started running. We were even using the same app. And after each session with the app, we'd text each other a selfie as proof that we'd completed the next challenge. I'm sure my perseverance running that year is directly attributed to the encouragement and accountability I received from that friend. I didn't want to miss a single run because she was there cheering me on and encouraging me to stick at it, to keep going and to dig deeper. So fast forward to 2023 and while I no longer run, except maybe after my toddler, that same dear friend and sister in Christ who encouraged me back then continues to pray for and encourage me to persevere and keep running a much more important race. Sure, being in community with others who want to see you kick your 2023 resolutions is great, but being in community with those who want to see you finish a race of eternal consequence is so, so much sweeter to the soul. So what if we did throw out those New Year's resolutions and focused on just a single resolution to know Christ more and to be transformed by him? What could the year ahead look like for us? In recent years, we've all been reminded that none of us know what the year ahead will hold. But what if we spent our energy this year knowing more deeply the one who does know all things and encouraging one another to do the same? Perhaps at first, it'll feel like our feet can't do much more than just shuffle along, with painful bruises as the Spirit changes us and shapes us to be more and more like Christ. But as we run with the end in mind, what a beautiful sight it would be to see every woman at OEC standing before Christ, our Lord and Saviour, in complete and perfect glory, having run the race and kept the faith. Perhaps take a moment in prayer to thank God for those who originally shared the gospel with you and for what God has been doing in your life recently to make you more like Jesus. Over the next three episodes, we're going to dig into what it might look like for us to be transformed by Jesus in our own context. We're going to think about growing ourselves 
growing alongside others, and growing in community. We're going to listen to Christine, Tess, Helen, and Ronnie as they share their stories of being disciples. It's so encouraging to hear about how God is working in the lives of others. I'm really looking forward to hearing their stories. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.